He is risen. He is risen indeed. I hope you are as excited this morning as I am. Now, sure, I'm pre-recording the service once again, but I know even though I'm home sitting in front of the, in front of the television, um, maybe like you are in front of the computer, watching this with you, watching this with one another, I know I'm going to be excited. I know I am excited. I'm excited because this is one great and wonderful day. This is the day Jesus shows his victory over death, even our own death. So thank you for joining me this morning or afternoon or evening or whenever it is you are watching this. Normally we would have uh, communion on this Easter Sunday, but we cannot gather together to celebrate in the wonderful meal. So because I'm pre-recording the service, I cannot lead you through the sacrament of communion. Because communion is meant to be taken together at one moment. So uh, I've been looking at other ways in which we can do this. And one way we can gather together for communion today is to join with our, our moderator, the Right Reverend Richard Bott. He's going to be leading an online communion this afternoon at 4 o'clock. You are welcome to grab a piece of bread and a cup of juice or a cracker and join him online. I've put the link to the service in the description of this video. There's no special login or anything like that. You simply just watch live on YouTube as we celebrate the sacred meal together. So get dressed up, wear your pajamas, whatever it is. No one will see you but God. And he loves you no matter what you have on. Let us gather for worship on this wonderful day. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today we thank you that Jesus walked out of the tomb so long ago, declaring not only victory over death, but declaring your love for us. So great is your love, you sent your Son to show us the way, so that all who believe in him may not perish but have eternal life. So thank you for this gift, this glorious Easter day. May we know this blessing wherever we are, worship wherever we are worshiping today, and may we know your presence. We pray this in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Let us read from the Gospel of John this morning. Uh, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken our Lord out of the tomb. We do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooped to look in, he's stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, 
she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned to him and said in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Let us pray. As we gather on this glorious day, O God, to hear your message of love and love and hope for us, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts and minds be all to your glory. This we pray. Amen. That little scene I had shown you, you may recognize it. It is the Brown Street ball field, which is located behind my home. That field just a few days ago was covered in snow. Despite the fact that we're nearly a month into spring, there's still lots of snow on the ground. Although, to the relief of many, it is finally starting to disappear quickly. And looking at the weather forecast for the next couple of days, I don't anticipate there to be much snow at all by the end of the coming week. We can hope. Normally, over the next few weeks, we start to see activity on this field. As the field starts to dry out, children start arriving after school, dusting off their ball gloves, playing a bit of pickup ball. Sadly, I don't anticipate this happening anytime soon especially in this, in this uh, life we have of pandemic and the state of emergency. 2020 is different, that's for sure. After what we thought were two rough years of 2018 and 2019, we came into 2020 with great hope. This year was going to be different, we told ourselves. Well, I guess we were right in one way, weren't we? It certainly is different. It certainly wasn't the kind of different we were hoping, though, hoping for. Hopes and dreams for a better future is something that is completely out of our control, really, isn't it? Just like flattening the curve of the pandemic. We might be staying home. We might be staying away from people. We only go out when absolutely necessary. We take every precaution to protect ourselves and those who are around us. But it's not just us. We might take every precaution, but if the other person is not, well then, there's a problem. It doesn't make our work any less valuable, but the other person is putting us at risk. We might think we have the situation under control, but we cannot control everything. We cannot control others. They have to make up their own minds to adjust their way of living to help protect those who are around themselves. Now, I'm not saying this to call out people who are causing problems, but simply to point out that there's only so much we can control in our lives, only so much we can know, only so much that we can do ourselves. The ball field is an example. In a typical year, it's used by many, many people, many teams. But for everyone to enjoy it, each person who steps onto that field must do their part to take good care of it. We have our expectations as to how it might be cared for, but it doesn't always work out that way. In in an ideal world, everything and everyone will do what I want them to do. Then things will be perfect, right? Isn't that what we tell ourselves? Don't we all think that at one time or another? If people would just listen to me, then the world would be such a better place. The problem is, what makes my vision of the world any better than your vision? Why should my hopes and dreams take priority over your hopes and your dreams? The answer is, they shouldn't, and they won't. We cannot let it happen this way. If we 
took that road, it means someone wins and someone loses. And as we've already clarified, we cannot control others. Something always gets lost. Something always gets dropped. Something's always broken. Someone always gets hurt. Of course, another problem is we can't do this alone, can we? We must rely on so many others for things in our lives. We need food. We need shelter. We need money. We need all kinds of things. We need clothing. All of these are wrapped up in a global economy that we have absolutely no control over. And things might not always work out as we hoped they would or as how we might expect them to. Things often don't work out exactly as we would expect them to. Easter is one of those times. It's one of those things. Think back to just a couple of days ago on Friday. We laid the lifeless body of Jesus in the tomb. He died. People saw him die. People made sure he was dead before they took him down from the cross. Then they did as they normally would do with a dead body. They wrapped him in linen and placed him somewhere. They, they closed the tomb over and left him there until they were able to attend to him properly at the end of the Passover festival. And so after the, after the festival passed, the first thing in the morning, before the sun even rose, Mary Magdalene went to tend to the body of Jesus. She arrived at the tomb with an expectation she would find a body. But as she approached the tomb, the door was open, and there was no body inside the tomb. No body. The body of her friend, Jesus, was no longer there. So she ran. She ran for backup. She got Peter and John to come back with her to the tomb to help her find the body of her friend, her teacher. They ran. Oh, how they ran. But Mary was right. When they got there, there was no body of Jesus to be found. Just the linens lying there where they had left him. They did not find what they were expecting to find. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. It, it made no sense. Who would have taken the body away? And so, somewhat heartbroken, they turned and went home. Mary, she stayed behind. She was mourning the loss of her friend. And as she's mourning, she looks into the tomb and sees two angels where they had left his body. Why are you weeping, they asked her. Mary replied, they've taken my Lord and I, and I don't know where he is. And then she turned and she saw the gardener there. Sir, do you know where he is? Surely, I mean, surely someone had to see something. Somebody had to see what happened. Somebody has to know. And then the gardener says, Mary. Wait a minute. That's not the gardener. Mary knows that voice. She recognizes it. She's heard it so many times. But can it really, really be? Can it? Teacher, she says. Yes, Jesus replies, but don't hold on to me. I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go, go and tell the others, he says. And off she goes. 
Now, I don't know about you and what you're thinking here, but this is not how death works. When someone dies and you bury them, you expect them to stay dead and expect them to stay buried. That's how the world tends to work. But God had another plan. God had a plan which would change the world and the way, and also the way the world thinks of him. No longer would he be some far-off God, someone only a select few could know. God sent Jesus to, to let everyone know of, this, of his great love for all people, all his children. God shows he wants to have a close, personal relationship with you, with us. A relationship which is with us each and every single day. We are never alone. We are never forgotten. And there is also one through it all that we can trust. This is so countercultural to what we think. This is not what we're told to think. It is hard sometimes for us to understand how could the creator of the universe have time for me? I mean, I don't even have time for all the stuff that's going on in my life. God, though, he's beyond all things. He's beyond time. He's beyond space. God is not off in some faraway corner, some control room controlling the spinning of the stars. God is near. He is right with us in the spinning chaos of our lives. Our God is... He's the living God. We know this because Jesus lives. We know this because the tomb is empty. He's not there. Jesus has risen from the grave. Jesus, he he, he came to teach. He came to heal. He came to share God's love with those who are on the outside of society. He came to show all people were worthy of God's love and God's presence to show people that we are all worthy of a relationship with his Father and our Father who is in heaven. Jesus lives. Death could not defeat him. The grave could not hold him. He lives. And because he lives, we also live. When Paul wrote to the church in Rome, he said this in chapter 6 about our relationship with our living God. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we would no longer be slaves to sin, Because anyone who has died has been set free from their sin. Now, if we died with Christ, he continues, we believe that we will also live with him. 
For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has majesty over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Through our baptism, through our relationship with Jesus, through our commitment to having him as Lord of our lives, our old sinful selves have died with him. That was on Good Friday. Today, on this Easter morning, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, we also have been resurrected to new life through him. Our old ways, they're gone. And we are new in Christ through his resurrection. (coughs) The life he lives for God, it's also our life. Death and sin have no hold on on us now. For we have the love of God in us. My friends, in Christ we were with God. We are one with God through the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Savior. He is the one who saves us. It's not a prime minister or a president. It's not a king or a queen. Nor is it by anything that we can do ourselves We are saved by the one who gave his life for our own, Jesus Christ, whose resurrected life we celebrate this day. May we know him in our hearts as we turn to Jesus, just as Mary did, and recognize the voice of our Savior as he calls out our names, inviting us to recognize him and joining him in the life he lives today and every day. Not in a way as the world expects us to live, but as God shows us to live through his Son, our Lord and our Savior, Christ Jesus. He rose from the dead so that you may have life. Life for God and life with God forevermore. Amen. Would you please join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you again for this glorious day, the day that death was conquered as Jesus walked out of the grave, the day that shows we too have life as Jesus walked out of the grave for us, for our sake, for our freedom. We thank you for this gift, a gift we may not even deserve, but you also show us that's not the point. The point is you love us and want us to be free through your love. So we turn our hearts to you and ask you to help us live in this newfound freedom each and every day as we seek to follow the one who gave his life for our own, Jesus Christ, our brother and our Lord. While we cannot gather today, we pray for our families and our friends. This typically is a weekend of gatherings, of eating and sharing together, but we cannot do these things this year. So we pray, O God, for our family and our friends. We ask that they know in their hearts that we love them and that you love them. We pray for the health. We pray for protection. We pray that they know even while we are apart, we are thinking of them. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray continually for those who are at risk in these days. We pray for doctors, nurses, caregivers, and staff in our health care system. We pray for their families. We pray for protection over them as they deal with this terrible virus. 
May you bless them in their work and watch over them always. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick. We pray for their healing, O God. May you take this virus and stop it in its tracks. We ask in Jesus' name that you would bring healing to this world. We pray that on this day, death would be no more. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Holy God, this is your day. The day when you showed us there is nothing that will stop you from loving us. Not even death can hold you back. So we pray for all the people who will hear of this great love and welcome it into their hearts as you so freely offer it to us. The invitation, it is real. It is here. It is for all of us. It is also for us to share. May our hearts, hardened by sin, be broken and made new by your love. And may others see you and your love in us. You make all things new, gracious Lord. And may this great wave of love across this world begin in us. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we turn all of our prayers to you for ourselves, our loved ones, our church, our community, and this entire world. We take all these prayers and offer them to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. friends, thank you for joining us this day, for worshiping together our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. I just want to short, quickly remind you to support your own church, support your local church. Uh, we are all going through hard times, and we all need to get through this all together as we continue to seek, seek to do God's work in this world in a new way. My friends, I pray that you have a blessed Easter. I pray that you know the presence of our risen Christ in your life. And may it bring you comfort and peace in these days. Comfort and peace that only he can give. So go forth from this day, sharing in the good news of Jesus Christ. Our Savior has risen. He is alive. 
So go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in us, now and forevermore. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Go in peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.